0: From magical movies
1: All it takes is faith and trust Oh, that's something I forgot
0: To unforgettable adventures
1: Well, once there was a princess I'm an outlaw, that's what That's no life for a lovely lady always on the run
0: From the thrill of the theater to the comfort of your home
1: Do you wanna build a snowman? but do it, and do it now!
0: You can always count on something new from Disney.
1: That's why they call me Thumper. The border, the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your stuff. Look, have I got it! The magic feather! Now you can fly! Ohana means... Family.
0: Just a sec! Buzz, will you get up here and give me a hand?
1: <laughs> very I'm taking you to some place pretty special. <laughs> oh, you won't find him here! <laughs> the king has returned.
0: Join us for discussion and commentary as we open the Disney Vault with your hosts, Steve Glossin and Teresa Delgado.
2: And hello and welcome to the most magical podcast on the internet. This is Disney Vault Talk. My name is Steve Glosson. so glad to be along with you as on this episode, we take a look at Brother Bear. And to help us do that of course is the heart and soul of Disney Vault Talk the lovely the talented the powerful Teresa Delgado. Hello Teresa.
3: Hola.
2: How's it going?
3: How it's going.
2: How it's going.
3: Pretty good.
2: <laughs> oh, well here we are. We've man we've rocked a rebel yell. Yeah?
3: yeah, that was fun.
2: We've rocked. Now we're rocking a Disney Vault Talk.
3: This is just as fun.
2: And we're rocking daily on the on the mixer. We're rocking Big honking shows and it's just it's it's podcast it's po- podcast craziness around these parts.
3: Mm. I bet you all of that is fun.
2: It is all fun. We're Except all fine it's all here now. We're fun
3: and games until someone loses not That's <laughs>
2: I don't know why anyone would lose an arm podcasting, Teresa. I uh, know.
3: I said I.
2: Oh, are you going to yeah. lose an
3: arm? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Maybe I'll lose an antler.
2: Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Bless his heart. I know. <laughs> Poor guy. Bob and Doug McKenzie, ladies and gentlemen, losing antlers all over the place. Hey, Teresa, I finally saw Jungle Book.
3: Woo! Okay. Go
2: i really liked it um i think that the kid that plays Mowgli is probably one of the greatest actors of our generation uh he's definitely cute as, a, as he can be um i i kind of take offense that people say i reminded them of baloo in this movie because baloo is very he kind of starts out kind of underhanded with the whole <laughs> you know with the, with the honey thing. with the whole honey situation um but I believe that my favorite moment in my favorite little pop moment was when, uh, when I popped, I should say, when I got really excited is when, um, Mowgli is in the lair of King Louis, and there's just a cowbell sitting there. <laughs> and that's in, you know, and if you're wondering, well, Steve, why did you pop for that? What's so funny about that? Well, King Louie is, uh, voiced by Christopher Walken, Christopher Walken, uh, a part of one of the greatest sketches ever on Saturday night live which in you know which involved Blue a cowbell-, cowbell. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. a fever, and the only cure is more cowbell, and he said in his little song that he started singing he was talking about being a gigantic epithecus and a all this stuff <laughs> yeah, I was like, look at all this stuff happening. this is fun, yeah, so it was uh it was really, really good and um i uh I I was impressed. I was really impressed with the kid because he was basically acting against nothing, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, and um, and uh, and and he just he sold it. He sold it all, and and so bless his heart. Outstanding, outstanding work by him.
3: Now did you like the realism of the the slashes on him and stuff? You know, you don't see any of that in the animated movie. Like when he gets clawed by the monkeys, like he's actually clawed by the monkeys.
2: I didn't notice that.
3: Ah. How? I don't know. That's crazy. You didn't see, see I saw that and I was like,
2: "Wow." I just I also Ew. thought it was funny when he got um when he got stung by the bees and he was complaining about it and blues like rub some honey on it and lick it. (laughs) And so he reaches over his back to rub honey on one that wears on his back and blue just licks. Mm -hmm. it. I thought that was funny. (laughs) That was good stuff. So, um, yeah, I look, it was good. I don't, you know, given the option, I'll, you know, I'd go after the, uh, the animated version probably more. Um, for for no other reason than I like the songs better in the animated version.
3: Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now so. this is the law of the jungle, as old and true as the sky. You don't know it, do you?
2: No, I listen. I only saw it the one time.
3: And the wolf that shall keep it may prosper, and the wolf that shall break it must die. Ah, yeah. uh, it's one of my favorite parts.
2: Yeah. I love it when
3: they recite the wolf law. The what law? The you you know what I said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh bless your heart
3: sometimes they're just words people can't say okay
1: sometimes we're toward...
2: hey the uh the big Honkin' show does tongue twister tuesday every tuesday you'd enjoy that oh great like try to say paul blart mall cop really fast
3: paul blart mall cop
2: okay you did good Good job good job okay on that one. give me another one um you know what i'd have to benevolent <laughs> elephant
3: not prepared
2: Seven benevolent elephants.
3: Seven benevolent elephants. Keep trying. Did I not say it right?
2: You did, but you said benevolent. <laughs> oh, I did? <laughs> seven benevolent... What?
3: Seven benevolent, seven benevolent
2: elephants. Seven benevolent elephants. Mm-hmm.
3: Seven benevolent elephants. Eval-
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> that one stinks. I don't like but that. My favorite
2: one that I've discovered is, Can you can a can as a can or can can a can? Oh no. Mm-hmm. That one's fun. That's not so much a tongue twister.
3: How much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck can't chuck wood? Did you know woodchucks don't chuck wood?
2: I did. That's a did. weird name. Um Well I saw there was one today that surprised me with its difficulty. Um <laughs> Broken Blue Crayon, but you say crayon weird.
3: Broken well, that's not a fair one. You might as well put bowl in there. Broken blue mm-hmm. crayon bowl.
2: Three free fleas.
3: Three free, f- th- <laughs> Three free fleas.
2: Flew freely through the f- flu. Flew
3: freely through the flu. Three free fleas flew freely through flu flu flu.
2: Yelling yellow yeti. Yelling yellow yeti. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not too bad. Um, this one was just fun when I, I, it just tickled me for some reason. Plaid pleated pants. <laughs> plaid pleated. <laughs> plaid, pe- plaid pleated pants.
3: Wait, pant pleated plant what?
2: Plaid pleated pants.
3: Glad pleated plants.
2: No, pants.
3: Oh, pants.
2: <laughs> Burger burglar.
3: Burger burglar. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> Many and an anemone sees an enemy an enemy.
3: Many anemone sees an enemy anemone.
2: <laughs> you kind of trailed off
3: there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what the words were. <laughs> so I just made uh, some up.
2: Let's see.
3: What a woof woof! If a woof could woof.
2: Mm. <laughs> purple paper people.
3: Purple people, what? Yeah, purple see? paper people.
2: Purple paper peeper people pur- paper. Pur- pur- purple <laughs> purple paper people.
3: Purple people eater. Mm-hmm. Purple, paper
2: people. purple paper people. Purple paper peeper people.
3: Purple. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. Anyway.
2: <laughs> so that's Tuesdays on the Big Honky jo- Show. <laughs> 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 So, anyhow, um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I just knew you'd be excited that I finally saw Jungle Book, and I really enjoyed it. And um, I was really impressed with the kid that played Mowgli. That was my big takeaway, more than anything else, just super impressed with the kid that played Mowgli. But he ended up staying with the the animals in the end of this one.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's a wolf pack guy.
2: Well, yeah, but he's but in the in the movie in the in the cartoon he goes he you know there's well, all. Well, he
3: the, didn't have a girl that was trying to lure him away from his well, home. Well, I kept waiting on And seeing be manipulative.
2: Mm. You said it.
3: Well, you know, women.
2: Well, <laughs> you said it. Let's get into some emails.
1: <laughs> when you mail a letter, you can send it anywhere. On foot, by truck, by aeroplane, the postman gets it there. So write a letter to a friend, maybe she'll write you. No matter what you always know, the mail must go through.
0: We need those letters.
1: From General Lee, dear son, we're waiting for the Huns at the pass. It would mean a lot if you'd come and back us up. How oh, can you read this? There's no pictures. And then I'll put that flea in a box. And then I'll put that box inside of another box. And then I'll mail that box to myself. And when it arrives... I'll
2: All right, Teresa, I'll let you take the first one.
3: All right, we have Jennifer from Arizona. She said, hi, Steve and Teresa. So glad you guys are back. I love your podcast. I really like how you guys bounce off of each other. I started listening with Lady and the Tramp, one of my favorites, and I've been hooked since. Your podcast makes me laugh and even tear up sometimes. Other than Star Wars, I like everything Teresa likes. (laughs) I think we would be good friends. Uh, I try to convert all of my friends to being Star Wars people, so just fair warning. So, you know. Looking I... forward to Lilo and Stitch, my second favorite movie after Lion King, and many more shows. Oh, we Jennifer. hope you
2: enjoyed the Lilo and the Stitch, Jennifer. I, I say this. Challenge accepted. I could turn you into a Star Wars fan. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I had to do something with my church, with the senior adults at my church, Teresa. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a fish fry, and so it wasn't like a get fancy or anything. And so I didn't have time. is a
3: fish fry. It's not lint.
2: Fish fry. Listen, Baptists will fry anything and eat it together. It's not about okay. It's not about when it is. It's about we got fish, let's fry it. Um, But we, but I'm, so I wore a hat, you know, and it was my Star Wars hat that you actually grabbed for me that day. Oh, yay. And so... Um, oh so i'm just i'm sitting there we were we met at the church to go out to over to what i call shaz Alabama now um alabama uh the land of shaz Bazaar. you know shaz and shaz. and um and so i'm sitting in my vehicle waiting to kind of follow all them out there and this lady walks her to my car and she taps on the window, i roll it down a little bit and she goes who are you sir?" No. And she just starts giggling, giggling. She's like, that's my favorite Star Wars character. Jar Jar Binks. It was a fun moment. I it, saw
3: your tweet about
2: that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. David Weahee chimes in to confuse us all. He says, I heard you guys had a lack of randomly obscure and confusing emails from people named David. Being that my name is David, it was clear you were speaking directly to me. So I'm fulfilling my obligation to send you guys an email. I looked at the next few movies you'll be reviewing to see if I could send you guys a timely topic email. But looking at the upcoming movies, I'm unable to email you guys about the upcoming movies because I know nothing about them. I expect other listeners will be equally in the dark on these. Good luck reviewing them. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks. I think I've beaten baby toes to death, so what should I talk about with you guys? Well, how about... Did we ever get the baby toes no. situation? Okay. I've always wanted to know why there aren't any attractions at any of the Disney parks themed after WALL-E. They could do something that's fun, but also includes an important conservation theme. Epcot and Animal Kingdom seem like great places for an attraction like this. Um, I'm also looking forward to picking up the Lego Disney Castle set. It's one of two Lego sets I'm really looking forward to. Well, what the was the other that, one? that.
3: It's like sold out everywhere.
2: What, well, what was the other Lego set you were looking forward to, I wonder? Just give me the information, David. That's all I ask. Glad to have you guys back after the break. Really, I'm just hoping Steve reads my email so I can trick him into saying you guys' name, you guys, seven times. We'll make that eight times. Oh, he's talking about the guys. Oh, I got it. I see what he did there. I see what you did, David. Sneaky. See,
3: he he te- he tweeted or something. Yeah, about the guys And I was thing. like, I don't get it.
2: Because on on my other shows, Teresa, when it's just me talking... Sometimes I'll be like, guys, blah, 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 blah. And I hate it when I do that. Why? Well, because I just, it feels unprofessional to me. And I hear other podcasters do it some, from time to time. And I'm like, no, 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 stop it. You know, it's, it's, I'm okay with the feeling, it's a weird. It's just a pet peeve of mine. Guys
3: I, isn't bad. No, it's but not. Like, if you say um every two seconds like I used to before I started podcasting with you where you beat the ums out of me. I you, did
2: not beat anything out of you. <laughs>
3: You've taught me how to be a professional podcaster.
2: Oh well, thank you. you well, have,
3: and so, guys, I don't think it's bad. Well, guys. no
2: one does, but me. Yeah, guys. No one does, but me. But I hate it because it is a verbal pause, and I do um a lot too, and I've got to I've got to work on getting that back out of my system as well.
3: My, you know what my verbal pause is? What's that? Cool.
2: Cool. <laughs> my, I've not really been listening. Is, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
3: You trail off in the La La Land because you're looking for toys to buy on eBay. <laughs> that's
2: Sometimes. Not anymore. Can't do that anymore. Um, but I but I do, the th- and I would kind of just, and I made it a bit because that's how I knew that I would stop it. And so I would make it a bit. So if I ever said, so anyhow, guys, oh, there, I did it again. And I would just start to really just yell at myself or whatever, you know, meaning to be funny. Well, I start getting all these emails. Please don't beat yourself up about that. It's fine. We all love you. And I'm like, oh, come on. And so on the last episode of Goal, I mentioned that I feel like it's out of my system now. I feel like I've worked it out, and I wish everyone would just chill out. It's okay. I really do love myself, and that's why I continue <laughs> to do these podcasts, because I love the sound of my own voice. And, and so that, that was his point about that. So when he says, I, I was looking, I was trying to trick him into saying you guys seven times. And you did it. I, you did it. But in the course, in, in an email, when you were actually talking about Therese and myself— that's different because you were addressing us, and that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Are you saying the Disney Castle sold out?
3: It's been sold out like everywhere. I'm lucky I got mine.
2: Hey, I got the email the other day and was looking, and they are. This is. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't go down this rabbit trail, but oh, I noticed North they're bringing Star back Wars Lego sets. the big old Death Star.
3: Yes. However, it's different. How different? So, the I, I have tons of info on this because <laughs> oh, I'm friends with the manager of a <laughs> Lego star.
2: Real quick, though. Let me just talk about how. Okay, How, go ahead. how different? How, how different? Di- how different, Death Star?
3: They added, like, 400 pieces or something. Holy cow. And uh, it's about the same size, but they've changed the minifigures up. Mm. And the build is different than the other build. The way that it's put together now is different. Mm. Because that's one of the things Lego prides themselves on is the the quality of the actual build process. Yeah. And so they made the build maybe like a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit easier to understand or mm-hmm. just funner. That's not a word. More fun. And... You know, I don't know. I've noticed the builds have been changing steadily over like the last 5 years and I've definitely noticed it with the Disney castle. The build is very interesting and fun, but interesting. <coughs> if you're not a Lego person, you have no idea what I'm talking about.
2: So what do you mean the it's different? What? The build what do you mean like the...
3: Like the like the build process. So the steps that you go through, the mm-hmm. way that it starts to come together. And, you, you know, when you build a Lego set, you can finally see it start taking shape. Yeah, but shape. you say
2: it's changed over the years. The way that so, the build process in general.
3: So what I've noticed from the sets that I've been building is that before it used to be like a piece by piece by piece, and then you sort of bring it all together at the end. right they've started doing it to where it's almost like you're building on top of each other, you right. know, so that it rather than you building like piece a piece B piece C piece D and then everything connects to piece E mm-hmm. it's like piece a builds into piece B or like, right, you know, right. bag one builds into bag two, bag two builds into build th- or bag three. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's a constant progression and it's a, I think it's
1: cool.
2: Yeah. I, the, uh, I, I, I'm probably more into Lego than I need to be as far <laughs> as just my enjoyment of doing them. And I don't know how it's someone thar- in my thar- cathartic It is. It is, but I and I don't know how someone at my church found out about me enjoying the Lego. Um but she came up to me the other day and she's like, "I hear you like Lego." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I was just kind of I'm like, "Have you been listening to my shows?" And she she says, "Well, so and so at this other church, he's really into Lego too. I think you'd be good friends."
3: Aww. That's and I'm sweet. like,
2: "Okay, thanks."
3: So I got a chance to talk about Lego stuff with Andrew Kashino, who mm-hmm. was the voice of Saw Gerrera on the Clone Wars. Oh, nice! And after we did an interview for an upcoming episode of Fangirls Going Rogue, well, I I was the only one that could be there to record it, so mm-hmm. it was just me. But we were we started talking about Lego stuff, and we went like all crazy talking about Lego stuff. That guy loves Lego stuff. <laughs> anyway, decided, just side decided. note.
2: So uh, you were just having a conversation with him about Lego? Like there was anything to come we out of- had,
3: we had We had already done our interview, and then we were talking about just Star Wars stuff. Oh, I got you. And we started talking about Lego stuff. Mm. And uh, I had asked him if he had any of that kind of stuff, and he never did growing up because he grew up very poor. And so, uh, oh, and he, oh, Steve, you're gonna love the interview because he talks about getting his very first action figures ever and how his, they, you know, they were hand me downs from somebody, and his mom had to, you know, he knew when he got those two that he like his mom had bent over backwards to find them and he didn't even care that like they were paint scratched and that they were missing pieces and stuff because they were his first action figures ever
2: wow and
3: like it's a really it's a heartwarming toy story for any collector it's amazing
2: <sighs> i love collector stories because it always just fires me up to collect more mhm and um and with the old Rogue One stuff coming here soon like this week Teresa
3: I know like Thursday into
2: Friday I can't afford any of it right, me either um you're next I think I'm up yeah
3: Alright, this email is from Lauren. She says, hi, you guys, my name is Lauren. I started listening to your podcast last night. I love it. I grew up with Disney movies and I still love them. My favorites are Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Jungle Book, Lilo and Stitch, Mary Poppins, Jungle Book 2. Nice. King, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Me too. Love that movie. Oliver and Company, Lady and the Tramp, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, and Brother Bear. We're talking about Brother Bear tonight. Yay. My two favorite princesses are Ariel and Jasmine. Jasmine Jasmine taught me to question everything and to find my self-confidence while Ariel comforted me through her music during difficult times. Now Elena of Avalor has become my third favorite. I love everything about her. I also identify with Lilo because we were, both were outcast and cast aside by our peers. Lilo teaches a valuable lesson which is to never stop being yourself. Lilo is definitely the heart of her movie. It drives me crazy how most of the time whenever people talk about Lilo and Stitch, Lilo gets left behind and forgotten in the conversation. It's ironic considering Lilo taught Stitch the meaning of Ohana. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. She deserves just as much love as Stitch. I listened to your episode for Lilo and Stitch first. You guys did an awesome job. I love the movie. I'll even go as far to say that it's in my top ten. That's not weird or anything. Mm-mm, that's actually no, yeah. that's like a, that's that's good. That's and a great
2: cool. movie to have in your top ten.
3: I agree. My favorite theme of the movie is Ohana. I thought they illustrated it beautifully. I also appreciated the broken home aspect since I grew up in one myself. Lilo and Nani are definitely my favorite characters. I commend Nani for doing her best to provide for her little sister, and I love Lilo, teaching kids and adults alike to be yourself. One of my favorite scenes is where Nani takes her little sister into her arms and sings her a beautiful Hawaiian song. Sitting in the theater 13 years ago, I remember starting to cry, my heart breaking for them. It didn't matter that I only knew a few words of Hawaiian. I still got the emotional impact of the moment. Then it doesn't stop there. The scene where Lilo is explaining to Stitch about how she and Nani became a broken Ohana tore at me some more. I think, I don't know, David Chase, Davy Chase, should have gotten an award for that performance. All in all, Lilo and Stitch is awesome. I was wondering if I could make a movie request for a future episode, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, please. That's another favorite movie of mine for personal reasons. Write back when you can, Lauren. Uh, we don't typically tend to write back. We just tend to read back and then uh, comment. Um, so, Aladdin and the King of Thieves is one of the sequel films, and currently the sequel films are not on our to do list because we have the regular films first and then Pixar. Um, and that'll be in, you know, take us the next five years. And then after that, <laughs> we'll just have to see.
2: This reminded me for some reason. There's a shout out I've forgotten to give the past couple of episodes. Um, Christy Morris. I love her. She, uh, I met her at a wrestling thing, uh, because her husband, Michael Morris, co or the host of, um, the Cloud City Casino podcast on the Star Wars mm-hmm. Report Network, uh, his dad runs, uh, an independent wrestling promotion over this way. And, um, And so they were there and we, and, and she came up to me and met me and, and was like, uh, it's so weird hearing your voice and seeing your face. I'm like, thank you. It's weird being heard and seen at the same time, but super great people, super cool people to hang out with. And, and, um, and I told them the last time, one of the last times we were, I saw them at one of these events. I'm like, we need to hang out just regular because, you know, they're, they're so close to where I'm at that there's no sense in not hanging out, but. Um, just want to give a shout out to her and say hello and thanks for listening. Yeah. And I'm sorry that I forgot to give you the shout out before now. Having said that, Chris Tipton. 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 <laughs> 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 That's a new shirt. I forgot about that. Hello, Stephen Treese. Teresa. I decided to write in with a follow up to my previous email and revise my top 10 songs and movies. I've been a lifelong Disney fan and always will be. Disney was my childhood. Disney and Star Wars are easily my two biggest passions. But somehow during the 2000s, there was a disconnect. I like to call it Lord of the Rings. Okay, fair enough. And I missed everything after Hunchback up to Wreck-It Ralph. So I'm having an amazing time going through these films that I missed and finding several nudging their way into my lists. Also, this time I will adhere to your so-called rules. Well, they're the rules that we had to adhere to. It's only right that you do. Top 10 films, number 10, The Jungle Book, followed by Lilo and Stitch, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Emperor's New Groove at number 5, Frozen, Hercules, The Lion King, and Robin Hood round out those top 5. Some exposition is needed on Robin Hood as to why it's my favorite. Besides the amazing characters' great laughs and awesome songs, Robin Hood holds a very dear and special place in my heart as it was the movie I would always watch with my grandfather. We wore out the VHS, which I have kept to this day, it's one of my most prized possessions. We would always laugh the hardest at the antics of P. J. and Sirius. Oh, P. J. Since I last wrote in, my dear Paul, Paul passed away, and it was it was and still is the hardest things I've ever dealt with. We were very close. Watching Robin Hood with him is one of my greatest memories of him. It is such an incredibly sentimental movie for me, and nothing will ever replace it atop my list. On to my top ten songs. Well, let me just stop right there. Tipton and condolences on the loss of your grandfather and um. That's a great reason to keep Robin Hood at number one. Top ten songs. Number ten, Son of Man from Tarzan. I'll Make a Man Out of You. Mulan, Why Should I Worry. Oliver and Company, I Want to Be Like You. The Jungle Book, Colors of the Wind, Pocahontas, God Help the Outcast from Hunchback, and here come the rounding out the top five. The Rightful King from The Lion King, instrumental track y'all played the last time I wrote in. Let It Go from Frozen. I Won't Say I'm in Love from Hercules. Everything from Robin Hood. I'm sorry, I just can't pick one. Oodalali Crypts. I almost said Krypton, but that's where Superman's from. And there you have it. Thanks for doing such an amazing podcast. It is easily my favorite. Keep up the great work. And that's from Chris Tipton from Tipton. North Carolina. Teresa, speaking of Krypton, yeah. uh, Supergirl's coming back. Now, are you caught up on the Supergirl?
3: I, oh, yeah. I watched it well um, every episode.
2: I've been getting caught up. Every I, week. I got I fell behind when it was airing week to week, and I'm, I'm catching up on the Netflix before the debut on... The premiere on uh, October ten, featuring Netflix has
3: made me very angry. Why is that? Because they won't put up season two of The Flash.
2: It should be out there. It's not. It's coming soon, then.
3: Well, I need it so I can get ready.
2: And not only that, but Superman is coming to Supergirl. I know. In the season premiere. Have you seen those? Have you seen those previews? Yes. Oh, I I'm excited. I mean, you know. Oh come on!
3: Supergirl's better.
2: Okay, I mean that's fine. That's Supergirl's
1: fine. best I mean that's fine That's
3: fine You're just saying that Because you're a girl No
2: Oh hmm. <laughs>
3: Don't you mansplain to me
2: <laughs> I don't even know What that means
3: <sighs> No big deal
2: What's Jess got to say Teresa
3: Treasure planet Tre- <laughs> That's it
2: Treasure planet
3: Treasure planet Okay Treasure Planet is one of the Disney movies that I'm not sure when the first time I watched it was, but it is in my top ten. It has a great cast, and I love the way they told the Treasure Island story in a unique way. The post-Renaissance era of Disney has a few of my top ten Disney films in the list, with The Emperor's New Groove and Atlantis The Lost Empire being included along with this one. After Brother Bear, my interest in Disney films kind of died out until Tangle came out. I still love the old ones, but the other films they were putting out just didn't seem like something that would hold my interest. I actually need to track down the next five Disney films on the list because I have never seen them. I know I'm a little late to the game, but I figured I'd send in my top ten Disney songs. It went by the rules you had set up. Why, thank you. Thank you so
2: much, Jess.
3: Disney songs that I like better than the. There are Disney songs I like better than these, but they didn't fit in with the rules. What were the rules? Thank you again. What were the rules? They had to be in the film proper. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't be any credit songs. Uh, And that was it, right? You couldn't have more than one song from one movie.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
3: Okay. So 10 Trash in the Camp from Tarzan. 9 Prince Ali, the reprise from Aladdin number eight that's what friends are for from the jungle book i won't say i'm in love from hercules at number seven be prepared from the lion king at number six gaston from beauty and the beast at number five oodle Ollie, from robin hood at number four number three why should i worry from oliver and company number two friends on the other side yes from princess and the frog oh i love that song and then number one the court of miracles from hunchback of notre dame awesome My songs tend to sway more towards the villains, and honestly, I don't think there is a villain song I don't like. Even though I haven't seen The Princess and the Frog, Friends on the Other Side is my favorite villain song. You need to see that movie. You'll love it even more. I couldn't remember for certain, but I thought that in one episode, Teresa had mentioned that she liked Newsies. If so, I was wondering if you were a fan of the movie or if you've gotten into the stage show as well. If not, I highly suggest checking it out. I saw it on tour twice last year and can't wait for it to come back to my area because I will definitely see it again. Newsies is my favorite film version of a musical and my favorite stage production as well. I'm super excited because they're going to be filming the touring stage production of Newsies next week and releasing it next year at some point. It will have the touring cast and they are bringing back some people from the original Broadway cast, including Jeremy Jordan from Supergirl. Oh, I love him so much. And so there is a superhero geek connection to Disney. He plays Jack Kelly and is fantastic. Well, my email's gotten a bit long. Can't wait for the next episode. Jess, I do love Newsies. It's actually opening night of it is in Austin today as we record this on September 27th. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go. I didn't get my schedule planned out right for me to be able to be there. So I'm going to miss it. And I'm sad because I absolutely love Newsies. Love it.
2: I figured when she said, "I," I think you said you like Newsies. I almost said, "Yes, of course, Teresa likes Newsies." <laughs> so does Sarah
3: Wilowski, and she's in the chat right now. Yes. Hi, Sarah.
2: hello, Sarah. Welcome, welcome to the chat. All right, really quickly, Matthew Marks. Hi, Stephen Teresa. It's been a while. Been a while since I've emailed. You're welcome. I didn't realize you had hit your fiftieth anniversary until listening to it. So congratulations, you two. I'm proud to have been listening to the show from its inception. I can't say that about a lot of shows. I really enjoyed hearing about all the Disney movies going back to the beginning. I hadn't really heard of the package films before, even though I'd seen some of the shorts from them. Listening to you talk about all the movies renews my love for all things Disney, and your show came along at a perfect time for me to start showing these Disney movies to my son. In no particular order, some of my favorite things from the show have been Rebel Yell, all of it. Baby Mushroom. Boom. Twitter Pated. You two and Vanessa Marshall saying boo in crooner voices. (laughs) I started saying this to my two-year-old and it cracks him up. Boo. Um, Me being technically right about Flynn, Eugene being a Disney prince. Me being totally wrong about Frozen being a good movie and Teresa changing my mind. Swinimer, penguins on my body. Can't wait to hear what the next 50 episodes bring. And that's from Matt Marks. Well, Matt, thank you. And we've enjoyed proving you wrong, proving us right, and... um, Giving you things to make your child laugh.
3: He had a... And you know what? It makes me sad that he had a great idea of what were our favorite things and we didn't even...
2: We did talk a little bit about that on the show. A little. At the opening. It's
3: fun. It's fun. I like
2: it. Boo. There'll be many more epiversaries to come.
3: Many, many more. Okay. And our last email for tonight is from Heidi. Alright, says, hey Steve and Teresa, I've been subscribed to your podcast from the very beginning, but I have a huge backlog in my iTunes, and I finally started listening to your episode about a month ago. I'm still working my way through, I'm on Make Mine Music. Well, oh, enjoy that, a- Heidi. <laughs> yeah, have a
2: blast. If I'd have known that, we could have just held off on this email for a while.
3: Yeah, I know. Shazzy! <laughs> Shazzy's in the chat. Oh, I'm still working. Okay, I had to skip ahead and listen to the Emperor's New Groove episode. Trusa, you'll notice that my email address is HJ Topia. This may, has been my online screen name for years, pretty much since the movie came out. This was my very first email account. Anyway, I'm so excited that Steve has finally watched the Emperor's New Groove. There were many times back in the Starkville House of L and Skynet days that Steve would read a comment from me and butcher my screen name because he had no idea what it was. The Emperor's New Groove is my very favorite Disney movie. I love the quotability so much. My nieces thinks it's hilarious when I do Yzma's whole thing about turning Cusco into a flea. First I'll turn him into a flea, and then I'll put that flea in a box, and I'll put that flea in another box. That's not a part of the email, I'm just
2: saying. I, I need to okay. stop real quick. You never told me I was butchering your screen name, Heidi. All you had to do was just send a quick email and say, Hey, Fatty, you're butchering my screen name. I would have stopped. But Heidi mm-hmm. has been around. Heidi has been around since the old Starkville House of L days, which um, I don't know if this is the appropriate place to mention it, but maybe, just maybe Starkville... It's going. coming back! Okay, there it is. Sorry. Go Go ahead. Still your
1: thunder. Okay. Uh,
3: not only is it funny, but it has a great message about friendship. I'm glad it wasn't just another romantic comedy musical. I've been so excited at Salt Lake Comic Con in recent years because someone has always cosplaying Yzma Kronk and Cusco. There was even a Pacha chicha and theme song guy one year this movie isn't talked about a lot but has a group of very dedicated fans when patrick warburton came to salt lake comic-con i was so excited to get his autograph i got to his table and his autographs were 50 bucks i thought that was a little steep but it's crunk so i decided to go ahead i went to choose a photo to have him sign and the only animated pictures were from the tick i know he's much better known for that but come on i walked away with no autograph because i've never seen the tick and couldn't believe he didn't carry crunk photos Anyway, is, I'm true. <laughs> is he more well-known as the Tick? I don't know.
1: Hmm.
3: Anyway, I'm truly loving your podcast. I love that you also take little talk a little about the parks. My family are DVC members. Woo, woo, DVC, 25 years in the house. So, and I mean, I haven't been a member that long, but it's 25 years old. So we do a Disney, we do Disney a lot. We're closer to Disneyland than Disney World, so I've been there a lot more. I love both locations so much. I'm going to send in my top 10 favorite Disney movies list next time. Have a magical day. Heidi. I.E. Kuzco-topia.
2: Thank you, Heidi. It's good to have you along on this journey as you were with the Starkville and the Sky Next, and we appreciate it. Heidi's a long-time listener to some stuff, and, and I, it was really cool to see your email pop up in the Disney Vault Talk email because um it's like it's like old friends coming around so good to have you on board uh we mentioned that shaz Bazaar of techno retro dads was in the chat if you're listening live ladies and gentlemen um and we say welcome to him we're glad to have him there i also want to give I, i don't know why we're all of a sudden doing shout outs tonight but that's fine i also want to give a shout out to a to a dear friend who uh i have not seen in a long long time it feels like leah edwards is in the chat i call her stitch and so, and it is because of Lilo and Stitch that I call her Stitch. So it's good to good to see her hanging out with us. Also, well,
3: why we're doing this? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Well. You go. We might have the same idea. Go ahead.
2: No, I, we definitely don't. Go ahead. Oh,
3: hi, Anthony Rice, Love Fox, Wendy Cooper, Cliff Barnes, ago, <laughs> no, Seth Howerton, Elena Avalore fan, which is Lauren, Anthony, Alyssa, um, Dean, Sarah, Justin, Shaz, Leah, and three from elsewhere.
2: <laughs> it's all okay. good to have you. But Shaz is in the chat, and lately on the Big Honkin' Show, I, the other week I kind of went off on the pumpkin spice situation that happens every fall.
3: Oh, my God, there's pumpkin spice, everything. Stupid cereal, yeah. stupid coffee creamer, yep. Yep. stupid toothpaste.
2: And and Shaz has been, like, pumping out parody songs for the Big Honkin' Show left and right. And... um. And you I do got all
3: do a pumpkin spice
2: one we did i got to i got to collaborate he allowed me to to jump in and collaborate on one and um I thought i would uh maybe play a little bit of it for you now. yes please okay here we go Great! explain to me why this can't be a year-round thing, then everyone won't be excited about it. Oh, I love pumpkin spice. I love pumpkin spice.
1: Pumpkin spice is the best. Everyone Uh, likes pumpkin spice. Stop, salivate, and listen. The flavor's back. I'm like an old country bumpkin The fragrance, it hits me It smells like a pumpkin pie When it tastes so fine Ready for the season like the leaves And it'll change my mind When I'm pouring the milk in the bowl Pour too much in a rush And I'm a loose Love it, believe it You gotta choose soon You gotta use the right spoon no, no other way Bring it back to my mouth And I taste it Cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger
2: And they put it in Fro Yo rolling Get up in some dough with cinnamon But only for show The yuppies don't stand by at Starbucks in the line Did you stop? No, I just drove by I Kept on pursuing to the next Spines and cheese at Shells. People will buy it up so fast. Jump in the car, burn up the gas, bump it up, of the Starbucks pack. I try to get away, but peppermint's next. Flavor on the scene, you know what I mean? They get to winner, and it's all that they scream. This is a problem, yo. I can't solve it. But check out the hook while my boy Shaz revolves it.
1: baby.
2: So I was real happy that Shaz let me be a part of that. Spice, spice, Did I lose you, Teresa? You muted your microphone, spice, spice, Teresa.
3: Oh, we're just gonna have a spice, Teresa. <laughs> okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on, two seconds. So, <laughs> 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 funny. Pull back the curtain, Steve. <laughs>
2: <laughs> your cat?
3: No, not even my cat at all. Uh, I lost my headphones.
2: Oh.
3: And uh, I've been borrowing. Greg's gaming headphones.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, he's playing a game and he needs his headphones, mm-hmm. and he keeps walking in here looking at me. And so every time I've had a little bit of a break, I'm running around my room trying to find headphones.
2: Do oh, you miss so the I, song?
3: I heard most of it, so I I ran to my desk drawer and I found a old pair of iPhone headphones that were still in their wrapper. Nice. <laughs> I was fighting the rapper, trying to plug him in, and then I ran out and threw his headphones at him, and ran back in. <laughs> and so I'm out of breath.
2: Nice, nice. Well, let's but give you. I
1: heard,
3: I heard a whole lot of it, and it was hilarious. I want to, I want to have that on my iTunes.
2: <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it closes out. I, I faded out early. It closes out with several bits that were done on the different shows. Shaz and.
3: Uh, can you play the end again? <clears throat>
2: One moment, please. Let me get there. It's pumpkin spice, Here we baby. Go. It's good,
1: spice, baby. It's pumpkin spice, spice, baby. Oh, honey, are there other pumpkin spice action figures? Yes, mommy, they're all pumpkin spice. <laughs> Let's buy the store oh, now. Pumpkin spice? I don't know, it's only $310. <laughs> this year, Friday becomes.
2: i'm sick and tired Uh, already already sick and tired of pumpkin spice lattes pumpkin spice donuts pumpkin spice you know your mama's all this i'm I'm tired of it i'm sick and tired of pumpkin spice whatever just have it year-round guess what it's an artificial freaking plate so why don't you just go and suck an egg you egg suckers it's like the pumpkin spice I'm indifferent. I'd rather have pumpkin spice sweets. I'm indifferent. I'm I'm indifferent. I'd rather have pumpkin spice sweets. You're a millennial. This person who wrote that is a millennial. I bet you cry at, like, stupid stuff in life, too. Well, have your pumpkin spice sweets. It's freaking fall. You shut up. (laughs) So. That's
1: so awesome. But they
2: were doing a bit, and they were like, just add pumpkin spice to everything, and it'll totally sell out. And they're like, that's how Hasbro can solve... All these pe- all these uh, pegwarming action figures just say they come with pumpkin spice. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> pumpkin spice spin.
2: Exactly. No pumpkin spice Constable Zuvio. Uh, they'll be like,
3: they smell, scratch, and sniff.
2: <laughs> they'll buy them all up. They'll buy them all up. It was it was fantastic. Oh my Lanta, blessed cheesemaker! Please email those one, two, three, four, five words to me, please. So that tomorrow I can do, I can talk about that. All right, Uh Disney Watch.
1: Hey, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch yourself. <laughs> Who goes there? Hey, watch it, watch it, watch it. Watch out my butt.
2: Disney Watch.
3: All right, so we have a couple of videos for you guys that we're going to play. Um... Do the second one first.
2: Okay, all right.
3: So, basically, Ellen is awesome because she's like the best TV show host person ever. Anyway, she had Tom Hanks on her show. So, we all know who played (laughs) who. Tom Hanks has played Woody. Uh, Ellen has played Dory. Anywho, he starts telling a story and they get into a discussion about, you know, just have people close their eyes. And they do a bit where Woody meets Dory. And it's perfect for a podcast because you don't need to see anything for this.
0: Four, now yeah, we're already. The Toy stories yeah. Have you ever, have you ever done this? Have this ever happened to you? Uh, you're, 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 you're fabulous, Dory, right? I'm and Dory. There you are. You're in an elevator, and somebody walks in with little kids. And they say, oh Dory, Dory, this is Dory. Say hello to Dory. This is Dory. And a little kid sees a lady with white hair and blue eyes. Uh That's that's not Dory. do you make them close your eyes? Close their eyes and then speak to them like Dory? Like if if I was to close my eyes, go ahead, do it. Uh hi, Tom, how are you? It's Dory. I, 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 make, I make we could we could actually have a we could have a pixar off right here oh you want yeah, you, you want to try it yeah. everybody close your eyes close your close eyes close your eyes all right can imagine woody close your eyes man there you go and now imagine you're in Pixar land and... Hey, I'm going to swim over here. You want to come with oh me? Oh, my God, look at this fish. Buzz, Andy, look at this fish. It's right here. Yeah, but I just want to keep swimming. Come with me. Where are you going? Should we get you into the aquarium back in Andy's room? What? Who are you? I don't even know who you are. Hey, my hat. Where is my hat? I have lost my hat. I know where a hat is. I've seen a hat. Take me to the hat, please. Come on, guys. Dory's going to take us by my hat. What hat? I don't know what you're talking about. I, I need my hat. You said you had my hat <laughs> Who are you?
2: See, how perfect is that? Oh, that was fantastic.
3: So that happened recently because he was just in the movie Sully. And so he was on Ellen. And then she just had Kristen Bell, who plays Anna in Frozen. She had Kristen Bell on the show because she has a new, a new TV show out called The Good Place. It's actually pretty awesome. And uh, there's an interaction between Anna and Dory.
2: And this is
1: it.
0: Frozen, you were Anna, and I was uh, Dory and Finding Dory. Yes. So I thought, how fun would this be? Because you have children, and you can imagine your children at home watching you and, and Dory talk to each other.
1: It's going to make their year. Oh. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dory. I'm Princess Anna. Hi,
0: I'm Dory. Who are you?
1: Princess Anna.
0: I'm Dory. Hi. Hi. Do you want to build a snowman? I'd love to build a snowman. Great, let's do it. I'm Dory. Who are you? (laughs) Wait, what?
1: What? I'm Princess Anna.
0: Hi, Princess Anna. I'm Dory. Yep. (laughs) I heard ya. (laughs) Wanna build that snowman? Let's build a snowman. What snowman? End scene. Okay. That was very
1: good.
3: You know what's interesting about that? I watched that one earlier, Mm -hmm. and now listening to it back without without seeing it, it's much better when you don't see it. You just hear it. Well, what I
2: love is that you are... Like, you see just how good Tom Hanks is at just rolling with stuff and bringing the best out of other people. Kristen Wiig is great. Not Kristen Wiig. Kristen Bell is fantastic. My best memory of Kristen Bell and Ellen is when Ellen made her cry by thinking she oh, was about to bring sloth. a sloth out. Yes. <laughs> She's like, no, we don't have a sloth here. <laughs> <So>
3: <laughs> but I just thought that was really cool. It's mm-hmm. so cool when you get to hear the voice actors. Yeah. Doing and, and they don't even have to change their voices because it's very much them. All right. So these next two things, these are about a movie that came out on the 23rd, I believe, and it's The Queen of Kotwe. This is a Disney film that really hasn't gotten a ton of press, but it probably is going to be one of Disney's best movies that they released for the entire year. And it has two Star Wars people in it. David Oyelowo and Lupita Nyong'o are both in this movie. If you haven't gone to see it yet, which I know a lot of you probably haven't, please make it a point to go and see this. Spend your money on it. It is all about a girl that... Um, it's, a, it's a true story. It's an, a big-time true story. There's a girl um, who is from a slum called Katwe in Kampala, and she becomes an international chess champion under the guidance of a local missionary and it is a movie film like filled with all kinds of just awesome messages and i wanted to talk about this a little bit steve because faith mm-hmm. is huge mm-hmm. in this movie and this girl's christian faith that leads her down her path of becoming this you know just amazing chess champion and so i put in a link here it's for a, a website that's from the Baptist Press. Sure. And they talk about the Disney film has a true tale of Christian faith. And they say that Disney maintains faith elements in telling the story of a young... I don't know how to say her name, Fiona, I'm going to call her, mm-hmm. who learned chess through the Evangelistic Sports Outreach Ministry and became a national champion and subject of the Queen of Katwe book that precedes the film. <laughs> and they said, quote, we're actually ecstatic because we believe the movie is going to be a tremendous bridge between the faith-based approach to restoring hope and transforming lives and the humanitarian approach that normally a Disney company would accentuate more so. They said, it continues, so we see those two approaches kind of coming together and maybe not as overt a fashion on the Christian side, but it's definitely there. You can't walk away from from viewing the movie if you're intelligent and not realize that there's a faith element that's transcending through the process. And I thought that was really cool that Disney decided to do this story.
2: It is it is and uh and you know the interestingly enough, the sports outreach ministry based there in Lynchburg, Virginia is based out of the church um, or based out of the same area in the church where I went to college there at Liberty University, so that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, I guess
3: well, and you know, David Oyello says in this article from The Hollywood Reporter, he said that I'm trying to find it again. Um, but he said that basically this kind of film doesn't normally get this kind of fanfare mm-hmm. that Disney's giving it, and they've had some really big premiere stuff. I think Sarah and Richard from Skywalking Through Neverland got to go to a preview of this movie, and I'd love to know what they think about it. Um, so I just think it's really cool, and I love that Pizza's Lupita, in this and that David's in this, and it's just it's very... It's very encouraging, and the pictures from the premieres that they've been to are awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm. I, I didn't realize it. It was. Uh, it had the faith-based situation to it. I didn't know anything really about the movie, and uh, it sounds really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. in it's in theaters now.
3: It is in theaters now. It came out on the twenty third.
2: Okay. Wow. So
3: Sarah's in the chat. She said it's a really good film, and David Oyelowo was fantastic in it.
2: Good. Good.
3: So that's exciting. All right, let's see. Oh, and the last thing we have here Mm -hmm. is that Disney has confirmed a Star Wars story Mm -hmm. film for 2020.
2: Yeah, I think I heard this. I think I heard Bob Iger was just talking about some stuff and saying that they had just kind of sat down to map out what was coming beyond episode nine, basically. And he just mentioned, you know, that we have one in 2020. You know, we're figuring out what we're going to do there. And I kind of thought that was already. Kind of a thing because it's twenty sixteen now, and that was Rogue One. and twenty seventeen, will be Episode Eight. Twenty eighteen is the next Star Wars story movie, which would be the Han Solo movie. Twenty nineteen is Episode Nine, and I just kind of assumed twenty twenty would be the third one because we've always heard there was three of these anthology films at least.
3: Yeah, but they hadn't they hadn't officially like okay. given, but they've hired a writer
1: mm-hmm.
3: apparently. Um and Bob Bob Iger came out and he said that they don't expect Rogue One to be as successful Star Wars The Force Awakens at the box office. However, he did say the level of interest in Rogue One is as high as it was for The Force Awakens, and after viewing a rough cut, said that we'll that we love what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So I mean I'm just thinking they're just going to continue. I don't you know I don't think it'll stop anytime soon,
2: ever. Right. Well. I'm a, look. I'm there. I'll be there I'm, because I'm a sucker, and I'll be there. So, <laughs> and I love the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. What more is there to say? Let's talk about Brother Bear.
1: Changes into another. <laughs> Walt Disney Pictures presents an all new motion picture event. Are we there yet? Don't make me turn this formation around. You have no idea what they are. You just talked. Just back away. Real slow like. What's going on? <gasps> ah! How's it going, Bear? I'm not a bear. Well, gee, eh? You're one big beaver. No kidding. <laughs> I'm a man. I was transformed into a bear. Magically. But uh, crazy. <laughs> then I... Do either of you know where the lights touch the earth? Yeah. No. Uh no. Hey, I know that place. You do? Yeah, follow me. My name's Coda. Stay with me. Coda. Terrible. I don't want to brag or nothing, but I'm a raging ball of brown fur. Oh, really? This November. And keep all that cuddly bear stuff to a minimum. Okay, kid? The truth is, I got separated from my mom. See through another's eyes. Those monsters are really scary, especially with those sticks. Feel through another's heart. Koda, don't be afraid. And discover the meaning of brotherhood. I always wanted a brother. look out Featuring songs by Academy Award winner Phil Collins Walt Disney Pictures presents Brother Bear
2: So Brother Bear this movie is a prequel to Pocahontas. Now, before you go all Steve, you can't say that just because blah, blah, blah. Look at Tahana. Not only does she have a fun name to say, Tahana, but she looks like a talking tree. She became the talking tree in Pocahontas. Also, there are saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths, so you know it happened way prior to Pocahontas. Anywho, Brother Bear actually takes place in the far north, and it's kind of a depressing story when you think about it. A guy kills a bear who kills his brother. Then he is turned into a bear who his other brother is now trying to kill because he thinks that the bear that he is is trying to kill his other brother who he actually killed Kanai, who's the guy who's a bear. I'm, this is all getting crazy. Kanai, the bear man, meets Koda, a little bear, who's been separated from his mother. Spoiler alert, who Kanai killed? He tells Coda that Coda is sad and then in a climactic moment when his brother Kani, is transformed back into a human only to choose to be a bear, so Denai, the brother who was neither killed by a bear nor became a bear, is left to spend the rest of his day with no brother. You want to know what the really depressing part is? No bear slapped any other bear to show that bear love. Missed opportunity, D- Disney. Missed opportunity. This is Brother Bear. And here's Teresa with some history.
1: I'm sure you know everything there is to know about the castle. Oh, well, actually, I, uh, yes, I do. As you can see, the pseudo facade was stripped away to reveal a minimalist... rock.
3: Alrighty then. This is Disney's 44th animated feature film. Mm -hmm. Furdy-fur. furdy fur Deeper. It was released on November 3rd, 2003. And we're going to get into how that date actually came about in a little bit. It's kind of interesting. But this film was the third and final Disney animated feature that would be produced primarily by the feature animation studio at Disney MGM Studios in Orlando, Florida. The studio was shut down in March of 2004. So shortly after this film came out. And it was done in favor of computer animated feature films. So bye, MGM.
2: Bye there. And also, so we're now moving away from the 2D animation.
3: After this movie mm-hmm. goes bye, bye bye.
2: Well, does Home, it in Home on the Range 2D?
3: Well, we're going to get into that okay. in a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jump of the gun, Steve. All right, so the film received an Academy Award nomination for Best Animated Feature, but it lost to another Disney film. Called Finding Nemo. Hmm. See, okay, this is what's begun.
2: Oh my gosh. We are in this I I can't I know I say this every week in the past few weeks or every show in the past few shows, but I cannot get over how modern a time we are in now. (laughs) It's no more when I was a kid. Hey, when I was a grown up and this movie came out. Oh man, that's amazing. Go ahead.
3: All right. Well, there was a direct-to-video sequel called Brother Bear 2 that was released on August 29th of 2006. Uh, I just wanted to mention what Brother Bear 2 is about because Mm -hmm. it is on Netflix. And it's actually kind of interesting.
2: Do they go back in time?
3: No. Oh, So it picks up several months after the story that we see in Brother Bear. And it's basically a story... About Kenai interacting with a girl from his past And he falls in love with her There's this whole push and pull kind of thing Because he wants to be a bear for Koda But Koda wants him to be happy And there's like this whole thing that happens And a big huge fight happens And like all this stuff And I'm reading about it And I'm like oh this sounds really good I don't know if it's really good Because I've never watched it But it sounds really good Um, The plot actually sounds good It doesn't sound cheesy so, so
2: the woman he falls in love with is not a bear. It's, a, it's an actual a human. human. Yes. So spoil this for me. Does he go back to human?
3: Uh, he says... He tells her that he can't go back because he has to be there for Coda. But Coda's telling him it's okay if he goes. And Kenai says he just can't do it. But the girl um says that she can and she asks the spirits to turn her into a bear so that she can marry
2: Kenai. Are you serious? Kenai. Yes. Oh my gosh. Come on people, be human.
3: And so what ends up happening in the end is they get married and the spirits change the cave painting of the young Nita and Kenai that the film starts out with into two bear cubs since neither are human anymore.
2: Why don't the spirits change Coda into a human?
3: Because he was never a human before.
2: Yeah, but the, neither were they ever bears change, before. I
3: don't think you can change an animal into a human. You can just change a human into an animal.
2: Defend yourself. Defend that logic.
3: I will defend it in a little bit okay. because I have some stuff about Native American culture.
2: All right. Okay.
3: But that's why. That's what I thought. I think. That's. I think. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Okay. All right, so following the critical and commercial success of The Lion King, CEO Michael Eisner wanted more animal-based features, so that's where this came from, and he wanted something that had a North American backdrop.
2: Of course it did. I'm going to tell you straight up, I really felt like when I was watching this movie, and I did think this as I was watching it, this feels very much like Studio Head said, hey, you know how The Lion King just suddenly cut off and had its title? Yeah, let's do that. Let's make this as much like that as we can. And also, uh, let's bring Phil Collins back.
3: Yeah.
2: That's what it felt like to me.
3: Well, people like his music. I don't
2: know. No, right? I'm just saying, I'm saying like it felt very studio pressure on something to do things a certain way. There, They're just yeah. moments that, that, that kind of came across to me. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please continue. <laughs> it's Okay.
3: All right. There's a veteran animator. His name is Aaron Blaze, and he came on board the project because he wanted to animate bears. So he came on to the project and he desired a more naturalistic story. So they worked on um, him and Chuck Williams worked on a two page treatment that was originally a father son story where the son transformed into a bear and remained a bear at the end. This, what I was trying to find out if this was a Disney created story or if it was like a legend that they transformed into a story. Mm -hmm. And the more and more I research, the more it seems like this is actually a Disney-created tale. An original story. Yeah.
2: Cool.
3: Which is cool. Um, They did take some stuff from different places, but I think this is purely something of their own creation. So after the project was greenlit, the story artists went to a ton of places. They went to Alaska, where they traveled to the Valley of 10,000 Smokes and Kodiak Island. They traveled through Denali National Park Kenai Fords National Park they visited the Exit and Hallgate glaciers and about a year after that they went um, on tours through Yellowstone the Grand Tetons and Sequoia National Park as Mm -hmm. well to get inspiration and around the year 2000 the story evolved into a tale where a young man is taken in by an older bear and he was supposed to be voiced by Michael Clark Duncan
2: the late great Michael Clark Duncan Mm -hmm
3: so the film is traditionally animated but includes some CG elements such as the salmon run scene and the caribou stampede scene um, the layout artist Armand Serrano um, said that the drawing process of the film they had to do life drawing sessions with live bear cubs, and also outdoor drawing and painting sessions at Fort Wilderness in Florida three times a week for about two months so I was like hey that's like they, what they do with Lion King when they brought yep. a lion in and yep. stuff and Bambi. And- I wonder if they went to
2: talk to that bear man who has the bears. I don't
3: know.
2: That like he raises the bears and they're nice. He's a man I want to meet one day because maybe he'll let me play with his bears.
1: Hmm.
3: So Brother Bear was originally slated for a spring 2004 release while Home on the Range was scheduled for a 2003 release. So they were made around the same time. So that's why we have... right. 2d animation so that's your answer for that but disney announced that brother bear would release in the fall of 2003 instead and they would push back home on the range contrary to speculation news writer jim hill stated the release date switch was not because home on the range was suffering from story rewrites but they wanted to promote brother bear on the platinum edition release of the lion king
2: Mm -hmm.
3: so they were you know trying to build on the animal thing
2: right they're really stuck on this whole animal situation.
3: Which, I mean, Home on the Range is animals, but it's not the same. You no, know, it's not
2: wild animals.
3: Yeah. On July 15, 2003, Disney announced that the release date would be moved up by one weekend from its previously scheduled slot of November 7th. However, instead of opening on Halloween, the film would be released on Saturday. So they didn't want it released on Friday, Halloween, because that could hurt its
1: hmm. people going to see it. Yeah.
3: So they did it on Saturday, November first, two 2003. The American critics Roger Ebert and Richard Roper gave the film positive reviews with Ebert saying it doesn't have the zowie factor of The Lion King or Finding Nemo, but it's sweet rather than exciting and children and their parents are likely to relate on completely different levels. The adults connecting with the transfer of souls from man to beast while the kids are excited by the adventure stuff. It grossed $18.5 opening second behind Scary Movie 3. That's podcast. ridiculous.
2: Yeah. That makes me mad.
3: It makes me really mad, too. And on its second wide weekend, the film continued its strong showing, grossing 18.6 million dollars against new films like Elf and The Matrix
2: Revolutions. Well, you can't fight Elf. <laughs> True.
3: Collected 44.1 million dollars in 3 weeks, and the film made about 85 Point three million dollars during its domestic theatrical run and it went on to earn 164.7 million dollars outside of the U.S. which brings it to 250.3 million dollars
2: that's not too shabby I don't know what no. it cost to make but
3: so I knew you would ask that mm-hmm. so Brother Bear's budget was 128 million dollars Oh, well, so they so almost doubled
2: up worldwide it
3: was a success yeah. it was very much a success Okay, so it was released on VHS and two disc DVD on March 30th, 2004. This is Cracks Math, there's still VHS being made. The DVD <laughs> r- release presented two versions of the film the theatrical widescreen and an anamorphic presentation. It also included on the DVD a documentary on the production of the film, an audio commentary track by Rut and Took with an option for visual mode, an artwork gallery narrated by the artist, three deleted scenes, outtakes, two fun games. And a
2: partridge in a pear tree, yeah,
3: exactly. The home video release brought in more than 167 million dollars in DVD and VHS sales and rentals. In April 2004 alone, 5.51 million copies of the film were sold. Wow, the film was released on Blu ray special edition combined with Brother Bear 2 on March 12,
2: 2013. Nice.
3: So, it's still out there, and it's actually on Netflix. It is on Netflix. It's some good stuff. You can see Brother Bear and Brother Bear 2.
2: All of it.
1: Fun Facts! woo Say it proud and geek out loud. It's Fun Facts!
2: Well, here we go. Fun Facts.
3: All right. So, much like contemporary animated films where most of the cast members record their voices separately, Jeremy Suarez and... um, who is it? Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin That's Phoenix,
2: the yeah. Joaquin. They voiced
3: the role separately, but they did do a couple of recording sessions together. Um, which, you know what? I don't I don't understand why in animated films they don't record together. It drives me
2: Because in, in films, a lot of times they're using big name stars. Uh, and so they're working around their, their schedules for other filming and stuff to come in and record on a day or two or three.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, the um, Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis, who did the Moose Brothers, mm-hmm. Rut and Tuke, they did record together.
2: Of course they did. Well, they recorded to get, they recorded those characters originally together. Mm-hmm. Bob and Doug McKenzie. Do you know about those guys?
1: Mm-mm.
2: Uh, they were from... I want to say they were off of SCTV. Someone correct me in the chat if you know better than I do. And what it... What it was was that they were those guys. They were basically the moose characters, but they were just like dudes, and they were the McKenzie brothers. And they would—they were very Canadian and all that kind of stuff. So, same kind mm-hmm. of humor, same kind of stuff. Like, only here they're animated as mooses instead of sitting there in tuques and and drinking coffee and eating Tim Hortons donuts.
3: Mm-hmm. The hosers. Got it. I didn't know about those people.
2: Yeah, Rick Moranis and. What's his face? Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's. I can't be him. Oh, no. Not the same Dave Thomas. <laughs> okay.
3: So, Michael Clark Duncan did do vocal performance stuff for the film, and they liked it so much that they put Tug, the de facto leader of the bears, a big, huge, huge bear, at mm-hmm. the salmon run. Mm-hmm. They wrote him into the film so that he could stay a part of the film. And then the lines between Coda and Kenai, I don't care that you and Binky found the world's biggest pine cone ever. And then Coda says, first of all, it's not Binky, it's Bucky. And it wasn't a pine cone, it was a pine nut. Those were actually improvised lines. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Because apparently Joaquin Phoenix messed up the line, so Jeremy Suarez just ran with it. And this was
2: one of the days they were there together. Yeah. Okay.
3: The only traditionally animated movie this is the only traditionally animated movie in the Disney canon to include the black and orange Walt Disney Pictures logo in its initial release. Really? Yeah. Hmm. The logo was first used in 2000 and only lasted until 2006 when an elaborate CGI logo was unveiled during the opening of Pirates of the Caribbean
2: Dead Man's Chest. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I remember like, wow, that's really... I remember watching it and being like, that's really cool.
3: Mm -hmm. I love it when they change it up and now you get the one where it's kind of like you're Almost going over all of this open land into the castle,
2: mm-hmm. you know yeah. Cool. and and you <laughs> see all the different elements of Disney in the background mm-hmm. i'm I keep waiting for him to have a tie fighter fly through That'd or, be or so. an x wing so cool they should do that they should totes totes do that
3: this is one of the few Disney animated films that actually takes place in America
2: you know go ahead,
3: well it's in Alaska, mm-hmm, so that counts. The others include Dumbo, Bambi, Mm -hmm, Lady and the Tramp, The mm -hmm. Rescuers, The Fox and the Hound, Oliver and Company, Pocahontas, Lilo and Stitch, Home on the Range, Meet the Robinsons, Bolt, and Princess and the Frog. So, I mean, honestly, there's not that many.
2: Well, that's 12 you just named.
3: Yeah, out of like...
2: 44 at this point. So, a quarter.
3: But some of these aren't, these don't count. So, we can't count Home on the Range forward. So, it would be... Um, I'm sorry. One, two, three, four. So ten. Five, six, seven, being 11. eight. Are you sure? Nine. Yeah. One, two, Dumbo three, Bandy, three Lady four, Tramp.
2: five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Eight. So, but still nine. So that's still almost, I don't know how to do math. Like almost a tenth. Almost, I'm sorry, almost a quarter of the movies. Right, where's my math? Eleven would be if this is forty four. Eleven would be twenty five percent. So I think that's fair. Twenty five percent. Being mm-hmm. in being in America. It's
3: kind of interesting. It... <laughs> I'm thinking about
2: it. What are you What are you thinking about? It? I'm thinking
3: about how it's interesting how Lelo and Stitch and this movie both take place on the non continental
2: u.s oh now that is that's a fun connection but now are we sure this is because those could those moves were canadian yeah
3: but it, i mean come on maybe this is like Nova. accent they
2: want maybe this is like up in uh nova scotia
3: no this has to be where you can see the northern lights
2: you can oh my teresa you can see the northern lights all the way down to minnesota I, I saw them. No- see,
3: I can't see them.
2: Not that brightly, you couldn't, but you could still see them. You can see the northern you lights see up them in like that, up in Dude. northern Canada. Yes, you can.
3: Well, I've never been to northern Canada.
2: Well, I'm just saying.
3: I've never been to northern Canada.
2: Nice.
3: Anyway, all right. So the, I thought this was cool. You know I what that's going to
2: get us? You know what that's going to get us? Uh-oh, what? Emails.
3: What? What the emails?
2: We're going. People be like, "Here are the picture of the northern lights of where I live in Canada."
3: Why? Please do.
2: Uh,
3: um. This is an interesting fun fact. Uh, the cliff where Kenai kills Koto's mother then changes into a bear is shaped like a bear's head.
2: I did not notice that.
3: I didn't notice it either. I need to go back and watch it. And in the various vignette scenes during the end credits, Kenai is shown drawing a crude stick figure on a rock while he's drawing a, a moose, I think. Right. Um. And Coda is painted A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jatte by Georges Surratt. Yeah,
2: I, that was a funny little moment. He's like, how you doing back there? <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun, fun little bit. Fun little bit. So what did you think of this movie overall?
3: I've seen it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not one of my go-to movies, but every time I see it, I'm just like, "This is such a good movie." And I, it's one of those that's very underrated for me, mm-hmm. and I don't think about it as much as I should. But it's actually really, really good.
2: Well, maybe it was. Maybe I was a little distracted while I was watching it or something. But I just, I, I did not really lock in with it the way I've locked in with some of the others that I was surprised to have locked in with. Not that it's a bad movie. Not that I didn't enjoy it. Um, you know, I felt like some of the humor in it was a little forced in some places, and um, and and fell flat in others. But having said that, um, I did really enjoy it. I really dug, um, you know, the use of uh the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie basically as those moose. I really liked the uh, the little boy who was doing the voice of Coda. I mean, he was just classic Disney cute. Um, it is a complicated story. I, I stand by my introduction. It is a complicated, depressing story because there's n- the. I mean, Coda gets a kind of a happy ending, but his mom is still dead. You know, that's not fun. Um, yeah. And and so I just I was like, there's really, it's not Fox and the Hound sad, but I just came away feeling like nothing really. What I really feel like what should have happened is the spirit should have turned Coda to a little boy.
3: Yeah, but I don't think he would have been happy as a little boy. He liked being a bear.
2: Okay, I mean, look, and who wouldn't? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've I've been I've been told that I'm kind of a bear like nature. So, and I like that. I'm good with that. I'm down like Clown Charlie Brown. So I, uh yeah, but I don't know. I just I felt like I felt a little empty when it all was said and done. I will tell you the funniest part of the movie, hands down, when the when they're sitting around telling about the most interesting thing that happened to them this year, and the old lady's like, "I lost my dear husband this year. I'm still alive." That reminds me of Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail. I just love that. I'm loved not this. dead yet. I can't even expect they. Ne- what was great is they never panned over to him um, to show you the bear. It was just this off-camera mm-hmm. voice. I'm telling you, I'm right here! <laughs> I've seen old bear woman. <laughs> and I just laughed. Like, I busted. I almost did a spit take when that happened. Oh, One of great. my
3: favorite parts, and they show it at the... They show it in the trailer is when um, Kenai wiggles his tail to figure out he's yes, a bear. Yes,
2: that was funny. That was funny, too. It was this... The, it was the zoom in on it and everything, and then the cut back to the ah, yeah, that was a good, that was a funny moment. Um,
3: She's like Kena, Kena, I don't speak there. Yeah, it. I
2: mean, it had it had its funny moments. I just felt like that. I don't know. I just didn't could I didn't lock in with it the way that I have with some of these other movies. That's not to say it's a bad movie. I'm not trashing it. It's just where I stand on it. So, um, and again, I I just I, Teresa, you've set some rules for. Native American powers that I don't know where those come from. So please. <laughs> See,
3: they're rules. So I, I was doing some research and I was trying to figure out where the story came from. And I found an article um, on BeliefNet and it's a faith and inspiration kind of website. And the article is titled Shamans at the Cineplex, the real life American shamanism behind Disney's Brother Bear. And so uh, I just, I have an excerpt from mm-hmm. this. And basically they say, American Indian medicine powers are badly understood by those who conquered Indian country. One of the great American myths about native shamans is that they were rare. The fact applies only to more recent times. My reading of historical records, not my reading, but the person who wrote this, is that at least half of the people had spirit helpers. Yes, powerful shamans who could, who could cure were rare but the use of medicine powers was not most people had at least one small power brother bear reflects this reality of real life american indian shamanism the wizened elder tahana is the tribe's leading medicine person but the other characters also wield a particular medicine power through an animal spirit helper the spirits call upon tahana to reveal to each member of her tribe their totem spirit power uh, when a person has come of age and the spirits are ready, Dahana calls for a ceremony in which she reveals the totem to the recipient, who in turn must catch the spirit power of it, as most natives now say. In that sense, every person in the tribe is a shaman in his or her own right. So I kind of took that to mean that their totem was some form of an animal, like you. when we talk about having a spirit animal. Or a Patronus. And, or a Patronus, or something like that, to where you embody the the true power behind that particular entity whatever it is Mm -hmm. and so that's why i was thinking that you know the humans could turn into the animals if the spirits wanted to do so because they are connected to their totem whereas the animals themselves probably can't be turned into humans because they don't have a totem
2: all right we'll take it to the judges judges (laughs) i accept i accept that reasoning Teresa. I accept your reasoning and I bow to your powers of research. So okay. there that goes. Um, let me just sidebar real quick with you. Um, what I have two, I have several sidebars that I want to take. Let's start with this one first. What would your spirit animal or Patronus be?
3: Well, I'm a Manx cat. Okay. And I know this because I took the quiz on Pottermore.com.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> like I wish it was a penguin or like an otter or something like that mm-hmm. but it's not pottermore.com has told me that I am a manx cat and you know it's just like I had to square with the fact that pottermore told me that I am an hufflepuff and as soon as I squared with that I was good and mm-hmm. so I'm okay with that uh I can tell you a little bit about my patronus if you want to. no that's okay um but I can.
2: What's about to happen here? Um <laughs> I don't want to get into a Harry Potter discussion. Is this not just a simple quiz? Is it going to Oh my gosh, why is it playing music and stuff for me?
3: Oh, yeah, you have to ask. You have to ask it some or ask you some questions.
2: I've muted this thing. Oh, is it going to ask me out loud or do it,
3: No, you you kind of move your cursor and it sort of goes around.
2: Okay. It I have to join Pottermore.
3: Don't worry about it right what is, now. What is
2: this? What is this they're trying to get me to do? Okay, my other question is the the word excerpt, you pronounced the P I heard. Excerpt. Okay. Excerpt. Excerpt. I don't know which is correct. I'm just uh, it, it's the i it's I mean it's
3: kinda like what was that word the other night? Pamphlet. Pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Pamphlet. <laughs> it's pamphlet. It's not pamphlet.
2: Right, pamphlet. I I'm it's with you. Pamphlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pamphlet. Sure, sure pamphlet.
3: No. Mm.
2: Hmm. Anyhow. No, no, no. Um. So there's. So there's that situation, and there was another word that you said earlier in the evening. During reading emails, and I didn't ask you about it. R e. P r i s e. Wait. What? R e. P r i s e. Repress. No. Reprise. Okay.
3: R e p r. I reprise.
2: Okay, you said reprise. I I've heard people say reprise and I didn't know what's I, don't know. What's correct. I
3: call it a reprise that's or a fine. reprise.
2: I don't I don't disagree with your take on that situation. Um I was just wondering. I feel like reprise is more British than mm, the other. But must, that's must that be. has nothing to do with the movie at hand. <laughs> the brother bear i this is this is interesting i do accept your reasoning for reason coda would not be because though people will have their spirit animals or their totems if you will animals do not have spirit people correct okay, i'm with boom gotcha yes i think that'd be a great slogan to put on a coffee mug or something <laughs> animals don't have spirit people <laughs>
3: But then I feel like we're, you know, we're stereotyping the animals and putting them into a box. Because mm-hmm. why can't they have spirit people? I mean, they, they're smart enough, right?
2: I, I don't know. I
3: mean, the Jungle Book would say they're I, smart
2: enough. The Jungle Book would say so. I don't think real life says so.
3: But I mean, but maybe they live in this whole world that we are yet to understand because we only use like 3% of our brains or something.
2: Well, I th- I think it's ten percent. <laughs> Some I,
3: people only use three.
2: And I right, and I and I think that's been discredited or disproved. I, I think it's one of those like how would we know kind of thing. But anyhow, um, so you you dig this movie? It sounds like you dig it more than I dig it.
1: hmm nice. I, mm-hmm. I do.
3: I do. And I want to bring out somebody who is in this movie as okay. a voice, sure, because. My mom absolutely loves this person in the show she's on now. Polly Perrette plays the female lover bear. And the one that kind of looks pink. Mm-hmm. And Polly Perrette is Abby in NCIS. And my mom loves NCIS. <laughs> so I think that's fun.
2: That was a cute little moment. You're the you're the most beautiful. No, you're the most no, beautiful. No, you are. No, Get you are. a cave. Get a cave. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I um, wh- what uh, what's your big takeaway from this movie
3: oh man you know it, I always as I watched it and it had been a while since I watched it I was just like he's gonna have to tell Coda eventually that he killed his mom I mean we all figured it out early on we right. didn't have to wait for the story I mean this
2: is it. the civil war of Disney movies
3: right I mean, you knew that Kenai had killed his mother. You, you quickly figured that out. And then you're just sitting there going, well, he's got to tell him. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it would be wrong of him not to tell him. And, you know, so we start, when he starts that story and he says, well, it's a story about a man and a bear, a little about a bear and a monster, i was say, like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. And then when Coda's like, I don't like this story and you can tell he's really upset, it just, it breaks my heart. And then, but you see, you, Coda is so, for as much of a little cub as he is and sort of annoying little brother, you just want to like go, go away. Stop talking. Um, hmm, what am I trying to say? He's really, really wise. He, he figures out that what Kenai was going through was not his fault, and that while he lost his mother, he's also gained a brother, mm-hmm. and he could have easily just turned and left Kenai and never come back again. But instead, he chose a different path, which it's very Star Warsy.
2: Yeah, it is. It, you're you're right, and and it's also kind of the power of the bond that they built, and I think maybe that is. Um, part of what i'm I, I was seeing here too is that they went a little too quick i don't know either a little too quickly or not quickly enough to um keen accepting coda and actually liking coda like I, I feel like when it finally happened it felt really abrupt like the montage wasn't the right kind of montage or like you thought it had happened and then all of a sudden he's being mean to him again and it was just kind of um I don't know. It, that, that kind of felt a little abrupt to me or, or not not fleshed out enough or something. It just didn't flow right to me. Um, there was
3: a weird flow. It seems like it took them forever to get to the point to where they told the story, and then they just suddenly jumped to the part where they're like having the confrontation on the mountain, and then suddenly everything's okay, and it's well, like, I'm not you have, of, like 18 minutes left. I'm
2: not talking about that. I'm talking about the leading up to all that stuff of just them be, being friends at all because that's going to happen the minute he the minute he runs into Dakota, and the minute they start talking it's a shrek donkey situation there's no getting around it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: it is a it is a i don't want you to be here um I, you know i want to be on my own i want to figure this out on myself and i've got to go where the sky touches the earth and blah 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 yaggedy shmackety blah blah and this kid's going to end up wiggling his way into his heart and that's the part that i felt like just seemed a little rough at the end when you hit that climactic point you know it's that thing of the kid's mad at him the kid's upset he's not he's not fully understanding but the next thing he realizes is he's in trouble and that becomes more important than how angry he is or how hurt he is in the situation mhm so i got i got that it was just the, it was the building of the relationship that was kind of strange to me and um, and two you know it took me a minute because early on he mentioned, Kenai mentions when they're talking about what's your totem going to be he mentions well I think it'll be a saber tooth tiger of this or that I'm like saber tooth tiger how long ago was this thing and then you know they're riding the woolly mammoths to cover their tracks which was fun um,
3: that was really funny So especially when the moose <laughs> let's play hide and seek
2: yeah Vertical no, log. Uh, let's play I Spy. I think it was Or what it's I
3: Spy, Sorry. Yeah. I Spy is like, ah, vertical log. Mm hmm. <laughs>
2: Tree. Tree.
3: <laughs> I was like, come on. I come like, me. and I
2: like the response. Yeah. Okay. 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 My okay. Turn. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat>
3: Oh, that, you know what, that reminds me of what, probably the best scene in the whole movie is when Kenai's first a bear and he approaches them Mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, do y'all know where this is, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, bear. He's like, I'm not a bear. Well, you're one big beaver. (laughs) (laughs) And then he explains that he got turned into a bear and they're like, yeah, we're squirrels. (laughs) <laughs> the other one's like, I'm a Wolverine. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> I like when uh when Coda is, is doing his is showing off his moves. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good stuff.
3: Oh, what else? All in that whole the I love it when he's like, My name is Coda. Say it with me. <laughs> Coda. So cute. And you know when Keenai lays down that Ko is gonna try and cuddle on him and then he pushes him away. It was like, Come on, you've used that bit before. hmm
2: I feel like they've used that bit before anyway. <laughs> well, they used it twice, didn't they?
3: Well, they did in this film, but I feel like it's been done in another movie. You know, where they and then the older one lets the younger one come and cuddle up next to him, you know. Right. Well I don't I'm, remember what I'm Disney telling you, movie
2: straight was. up. Shrek and Donkey. <laughs> no getting but, around it. Maybe.
3: I don't know. I don't like.
2: Shrek. By the way, Pottermore's wrong. Why? It says my Patronus is the Great Grey Owl.
3: Pottermore Pottermore's never wrong.
2: Well, it is this time. What's that?
3: Maybe there's something about the Great Grey Owl that is true about you. He's and it's your it's your protector. Their rear Patronus is also your protector. It's supposed to protect you against a mentor at this point.
2: I understand. I know. I I understand. But I'm just saying.
3: See, what I... You know, people... I know somebody else who's saying, Oh, well, you know, my Patronus was a bloodhound. That's not right, because it should be a fox. I'm like, look, this isn't about what your favorite animal is. Oh, I would
2: have loved to have a bloodhound.
3: This is not about what your favorite animal is. This is about what... Your Patronus is It's a reflection of you And the inner soul That you don't even realize So whatever it is That it gives you Is what it is Alright
2: You're gonna tell me Great grey owl Greater than bear As it pertains to Being more like me And my inner soul
3: Well you know what Maybe with who you are As a person While you may seem Bear like For your protection It's actually A great grey owl
2: And what house Did you get sorted into I'm Hufflepuff Hmm.
3: I'm a Hufflepuff Big Mm -hmm. time do we need to go through this? All right. My Patronus is a Manx cat. My <laughs> no, Hogwarts fun. house is Hufflepuff. My Illivermoni house, which is a U.S. wizarding house, is Thunderbird. My wand is a large wood wand with a unicorn hair core that's 10 inches with rigid flexibility. There. That is my Pottermore Harry Potter personality.
2: Do you have that pulled up right now? I do. Okay.
3: But I did know all of that, actually, but I do have it pulled up. I was just I saying this. know s- it by memory, The though. stuff
2: you were saying, Okay. That's... I do
3: know it by memory, because <laughs> hmm. I'm that much of a Potterhead.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, back to Brother Bear. Back to Brother Bear. Um, uh, Strange Brew is a movie I want to suggest that I, I'm sure. I guarantee you, Greg knows Strange Brew. Really? Yes it's uh, mm-hmm. it's the Bob and Doug McKenzie movie.
3: Hey, Greg. Have you ever heard of Strange Brew? He said no oh
2: uh, come on
3: well hang on here i'm passing the headphone okay he's about to be on this episode of yeah. disney vault Talk. ladies all and right. gentlemen
2: welcome greg
1: well hello there hey
2: man you how know you going? i'm doing good how are you all right you know you know strange brew i think i've heard of it bob and doug mckenzie no nah,
1: they, they don't ring a bell the I, canadian I
2: guys that... rick moranis
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, like yeah, I'm just over here doing this, eh? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna
2: yeah. have a couple of gonna co- have a couple of brewski's, eh, and uh sit and talk about the uh the local hockey team. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. I don't really know any of their quotes and I apologize for that, but I figured you'd be at least familiar with those characters.
1: Yeah, you know, now it's starting to come back to me mm-hmm. a bit. But, yeah. um, well, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, they they came in and they went and became, you know, Second City type guys. Right, and, right. You know, um, that was back, at least, I
2: think, in the golden age of that. Sure, yes, yeah. Well, they were, I mean, Bob and Doug McKenzie, they got their start on SCTV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, along with guys like, you know, good Lord. John Candy was up there with him. Yeah. So like I'm it, so.
3: confused. Are Bob and Doug McKenzie, Rick Moranis, and Dave Thomas That's that right. play these moose?
2: That play the moose in this movie, okay. yeah. Okay.
3: See, Greg fell asleep during Brother Bear, so he mm-hmm. doesn't know who the moose are.
2: Yeah. No problem. No problem.
3: <laughs> he he took a nap while I was
2: watching Brother Bear. I can't I can't fully blame you, Greg. Yeah. As I, we I, about I, this. I was tired. Uh, yes. Well, yeah. You're a hard-working and the, and the,
1: man. And the, and, the, and the fatigue outweighed the, the interest watching. The sure. problem is the is that
3: we watch TV on the couch, which makes sense, right? Except for the couch is like where Greg would prefer to sleep, mm. so he just falls asleep any he's on the couch.
2: I used to have a couch like that. Yeah. So anyhow. Well, thanks, man. I just, you know, Teresa was totally not tracking with me, and I was hoping maybe you would. and Because I'm not familiar enough with the movie to be able to quote it or anything.
1: No, so. no, I, I'm not. I'm not too familiar with it mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I with the folks that are in it, it sounds like it might be intriguing. You might have to. It's least, is it on Netflix?
2: It's a classic. I don't know. Is it? No, uh, don't think so. Rick Moranis, but, the great Rick Moranis. Yes. Oh, yes.
3: fun fact! This was one of the last films he did before he went into hiding from acting.
2: Well, we call it retirement, Teresa. <laughs> yeah, this it. It really is because that was two thousand three, and he hadn't been around in a long time. I was hoping they'd be able to snag him for a cameo in the in the Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, you know, they got everyone else right down to Sigourney Weaver for crying out loud.
3: Sigourney Weaver.
2: So, well, she was in the original Ghostbusters.
3: I'm sorry, anytime anybody says Sigourney Weaver, I just think about Finding Dory.
2: Why is she in Finding Dory? <laughs>
3: Sort of. She's the voice of the aquarium. And Dory says, my good friend Sigourney Weaver says. Oh, nice.
2: <laughs> that's funny. That's good stuff right there. So, well, Greg, thanks for stopping in. Yeah, no problem. Sorry to interrupt your game playing.
1: Yeah, well, hey.
2: It happens every once in a while.
3: He's playing airplanes.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Have you mm-hmm. seen Sully?
3: Not yet, Well, that is on our to-do list. Is to I really want to see it. But, you know, I'm obsessed with Tom Hanks, so anything right. with Tom Hanks in
2: it. We saw it the other week, but anyhow. All right, well, back to Brother Bear. There it is. Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Greg. Good to have Greg on. <laughs> Always good.
3: He makes an appearance every now and then.
2: And you said you wanted to talk about who is the voice of what now? Who what? Oh, wait, we've already gone with Pauly Perrette. Yeah, we already okay. talked about her. Um oh I didn't realize that was Greg Proops as the male lover bear. Who's
1: I did not Greg recognize
2: Proops? his voice. He Greg Proops is, I don't care what universe you're from, that's gotta hurt. He's uh either Fode or Bead from the uh Pod Race.
3: Oh yeah. He's got kind of
2: in in real life he wears the 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 thick rim glasses and kind of has the hair thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Greg yeah. Proops. Who else is in this stuff? Jason Ray's first and only film role. Oh, wow. That's sad. Denahi, the middle brother. This was his only film role before he died in 2004. How did he die? Let's bring the podcast down.
3: Mm. So Estelle Harris is the old lady bear, and she's Estelle Costanza from Seinfeld, and she's Mrs. Potato Head in Toy Story.
2: Oh, my gosh. That's true. I'm trying to figure out how this guy... Passed away. That's sad. Let's mm. that, yeah, not bring us down. No. Um, <laughs> um, DB Sweeney. That's in. Oh, was?
3: he's from. Um, DB Sweeney is in. Uh, is it. Oh, the ice skating movie. I think.
2: The Cutting Edge. Yes. Yeah. Cutting Edge. Wow. I wouldn't have known him from that his name sounds familiar though anyone else i didn't think of I, estelle i kept seeing estelle harris i'm like i should know who that is and now i see the picture and she is yes, she's <laughs> that is estelle harris oh she's so great it's, it's mrs costanza i love seinfeld love it oh man well teresa i don't the music of phil collins was in this movie
3: it was um, There's only a few songs There, You know This is kind of Along the lines Of what we've had Which is That there's just not A ton of music mm-hmm. In these And That's okay I mean we're just not In the whole Disney right. musical phase We'll return there Yeah Eventually
2: what what did we have? We had uh, On My Way. Is that mm-hmm. the one that, I
3: like that one? That's the one that Coda's singing Coda starts to and sing. He's like, Stop singing and he's like He
2: just keeps on. He
3: just keeps going.
2: I didn't and I didn't realize Phil Collins had songs in this. And so when he started singing, I'm like, What if, when did I start watching Tarzan? <laughs> um
3: And then look through my eyes. So look through my eyes, no way out and on my way are the big ones mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: do we want to play a little bit of it? here's no way out <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get it played
1: but there's nothing i can say to change the things i've done of all the things i hid from you i cannot hide the shame And I pray someone Something will come To take away the pain There's no
2: That's a real depressing song.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Once again, depressing movie, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there were a lot, but there, I, I felt like there were a lot of little musical things in this that weren't just Phil Collins' m- music. Um, well, when the Bears were singing their little song, the Blind Boys of Alabama were singing it. When the Bears, when they all got to the salmon feast.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's invited.
1: This is
2: I have a question about the Blind Boys of Alabama. Are they really blind?
3: Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Or are they just? I have, I've never heard of them before.
2: Okay, well that was that's from when the bears are all dancing around. That's a fun. That is a fun segment with all the bears doing their thing and and um, and then once they're sitting around talking to like the different ones that are there, not just Estelle but uh, the Russian bear. <laughs>
3: That was so weird (laughs) And that
2: lends credence to your Alaska thing Because they're so close to Russia. He could have come on over Mm -hmm. Could have come over on some ice or something Um, The whole movie opens up with Tina Turner see that that's not my favorite Tina Turner Mm-mm. you know give me a little we don't need another hero uh, from Thunderdome or you're simply the best come on <laughs> you better than all the rest uh, Lauren in the chat mentions that Jump 5 did a version of Welcome from mm-hmm. the like the Disney Mania stuff probably that's fun this
3: movie. I still think I still think on my way. If there's any, is the best.
2: Oh, I I completely agree. I was just saving the best for last.
3: <laughs> Probably a good choice.
2: In the words of Vanessa Williams, "The plague." Oh, that's up. not that. Nope, that's not it. stupid ads. Come on, you're not doing anyone any favors. I'm on That is a good little song there. It almost feels like if he was a little more percussion heavy, it would have been like a a reject from Tarzan. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's got that same kind of rhythm and everything. Uh, Maybe it's just that it's Phil Collins. It's the same artist. Who knows? But uh, it sounds like I got an accordion going in there. (laughs) That's my accordion noise. (laughs)
3: Let's do that again. Okay like your dolphin
2: noise <laughs> no the dolphin noise is I wish I could
3: make noises <laughs>
2: oh well Trice anything else to say I don't I don't have much else to say I, no. I enjoyed it it's good I, I. it was more I was surprised when we were going through the history and stuff it was a lot more successful than I thought it had been um, we didn't mention the rams that were yelling shut up at their echoes. <laughs> stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like your reaction to that, though. <laughs> it's stupid.
1: They're uh,
3: stupid. <laughs> what? They're d- dumber than the moose. <laughs>
2: um, I think they were like, I. it won't come up for me right now, but I'm pretty sure they were some well known actors doing that as cameos. Um really? I don't know their names to be able to tell you who they might have been. Maybe they're just additional voices. Maybe they're just some people doing some I don't know. Anyhow, uh what as I said, anything else to say about the movie before No, I mean I think everybody should mm-hmm. see it. Of course, yeah. You know Paul it's, Christian it's
3: definitely worth seeing i don't know if it'll be people's
2: favorite Mhm. yeah i look at these rams right now and couldn't see anything uh well and uh we're gonna be um kind of shifting the format a little bit over the next few little while you know and indefinitely of this show teresa mm-hmm. as far as as far as our frequency of doing things um would you like to talk about that real quick before we go
3: Sure. Uh, You guys may have heard if you listen to me on other shows, depending on when things release, I have some things going on with my family that are going to take me out of the podcasting world. Not indefinitely, and I'm not exactly sure what it's going to look like, but there will be times when I'm not available. So, Steve and I just decided that we are going to make Disney Vault Talk a a once-a-month show. Uh, If you guys haven't noticed, we've had some issues scheduling. We're not doing it every week or even every two weeks. Anyway, so... I think it's just better. We'll go once a month and it's going to take us a little longer to get through movies. And if we have time, then we'll do more than that. But for now, we'll be once a month.
2: And then when we're, and as Teresa said, when we get to where there's time and, and things have settled down, uh, we'll go back to a more regular, well, I mean, once a month is regular, but we'll go back to a more frequent, how about that, uh, type schedule. So, but that wraps us up. ...for the old Disney Vault talk, of, talking about Brother Bear. What's next, Teresa? Do you know?
3: Home on the Range.
2: That's right. You, I should have known that. Home of, this is a movie I've not seen, and it's much maligned.
3: I've seen it, but I haven't seen it in a really long time.
2: I mean, like, this is the Phantom it's Menace... It's not even
3: available on Netflix.
2: Yeah, this is the Phantom Menace of Disney movies, I believe.
3: <laughs> hey, now.
2: That's what I hear. I mean, I mean, as far as, like, people, the public reaction. That's what I'm saying. So But anyhow, um well that, that's it. How how can people get in touch with us between now and the next time we're together?
3: All right, you can email us at vault at gmail You can find us on Facebook. We are Facebook.com slash Disney Vault Talk on Twitter. We are at Disney Vault Talk and Instagram at Disney Vault Talk. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram on ice cold penguin steve is at Steve Glosson. and please make sure you're following the Geek Out Loud universe of shows at Gulliver.
1: Mm. you're better than all the rest
2: yeah do that follow those things and uh if you want to support the shows there's a ton of ways you can do so head over to geekoutpodcast.com or geekoutonline.com and there you'll see links to amazon if you use those links to do your shopping on amazon it helps us out tremendously and we greatly appreciate your help with that also Look, the holiday seasons are coming up. Uh, you got some geeks in your life. Maybe you're the geek in your life. Um, how about a uh, how about this? Use the Think Geek links there to shop at Think Geek. It's got licensed stuff from all over and for just about any geeky thing you can think of. Use the Think Geek links to do your Think Geek shopping. And also, if you're a collector of any sort. We've got Entertainment Earth links to their Funko Pops. we got them. There's links to the Star Wars stuff. There's links to all kinds of stuff there. Entertainment Earth is the place to go if you're a collector to be able to make sure you get stuff case-fresh and, uh, and, and usually pretty well available. So, and if you want to support the shows directly, patreon.com slash geekoutloud is where you do that. And we appreciate all of your support uh, for the Golaverse. We're trying to do a bunch of stuff. With the Geek Out Loud universe to provide you with content and fun and entertainment and information, all kinds of things. So, and I'll just make a personal plug: follow at Big Honkin Show on the Twitter. And uh, when we go live, if you're able to listen live, come join the the Mixler Zoo Crew, as we call it, and uh, and enjoy enjoy for about an hour out of your day. The Big Honkin Show Monday through Friday. We have a good time with it. That is it, and we thank you so much for joining us. Those of you who joined us live here at Mixer.com slash Goldiverse and those who listen via the podcast, we thank you so much for downloading and uh, listening to us. If you could leave some reviews, if you've never done that before, please do so. That helps us out as well. Until next time, I'm Steve. And that's Teresa.
3: Oh, I was muted. (laughs)
2: Okay. Oh. Wouldn't be, wouldn't be a Disney Vault oh. Talk without it. Until next time, I'm Steve.
3: Good. I'm Teresa. May all your days be magical.
2: May all your wishes come true. We'll see you next time.